When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sports Complex of the Horn. Back on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. Hour two. Going to get into some NFL talk. Two Texas teams played. Both were not the most enjoyable watches. One gets a win, one gets lost. We'll get into that. We'll also talk about some other games in the big Monday night football matchup tonight of two teams that need a get-right win. Both of them looking for a big one tonight. We'll get into that. We also may talk uh, a little baseball, get into some other talk as we get into it. Maybe a little MVP talk for football as well. Is the current leading MVP candidate not... Necessarily the best MVP candidate. We'll get into all of that and more of your text messages. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. Uh, we're asking a poll today. Who in the Sugar Bowl for Texas do you think will score the most touchdowns? And we're saying cross the goal line so we can't say Quinn Ewers throwing the ball. That's we're just, this is just the exercise because the easy answer is Quinn Ewers throwing the football. Now four from Quinn. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. So we're not saying that. We're saying crossing the goal line. Who is going to score the most? Uh, <laughs> I like... Uh, this texter says BB King has the best backdoor Santa. I actually I did not listen to BB King's. I believe Clarence Carter is is the original, uh, but I know multiple people have covered it. I've seen that multiple people have covered it. I've not seen uh, Shiny Rips. Local artist here has covered it as well, but I am not sure. I have to listen to it. I have to listen to it because I'm a fan of backdoor Santa. Oh, you're getting fact checked by the by the text line. No, no, it's not fact checked. I know BB King has a version of it. Oh, I okay. believe Clarence Carter is the original though, because the song is about uh, basically is about when the guys go to work. Backdoor Santa comes up, gives the kids some money to go away, and then the rest, and then he leaves mm, to what? make sure he's, yes. I don't know. You'll have to explain that further to me sometime. I'll, I'll explain in the breaks. Not, yeah. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have to go through the whole process. Things your dad should have told you years ago. We'll, we'll film it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it up on the website. Uh, texters say, Mavs fans know very well about wasting your franchise players' best years. Dirk should have had three. Warriors didn't even try to get better. They added Cliff, uh, Cliff Paul. Not Chris Paul, Cliff Paul. Oh, that was the issue. That, yeah, that's a paperwork issue. The paperwork yeah, issue. Yeah, they, they got Cliff. That's why he's playing a backup now. Chris gotcha. Paul. Chris Paul's a starter. Yes, right. Cliff Paul's a backup player. Oh, see, that's why you double check your work before you send it off. Yeah, that's when you add in another guy where it's just you're like, hey, do we have the best point guard in the league still? And they're like, yeah, probably. Let's go get Chris Paul. <laughs> Let's go get another point guard. <laughs> what do you the think? point guard position? I I may get into this this week because we're seeing more and more of it around the NBA that the point guard position is starting to disappear, that people do not like true point guards anymore. No. So the fact that the Warriors have decided to double down on it a little bit past the prime is I wouldn't call Steph a true point guard. I think Steph's more of a scoring threat than a true point he guard. He is, but he's he's on that verge. But we, I bet I, we don't have time yeah, to get Yeah, we'll that break today. that down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone asking, what was the last Christmas song? Uh, that was Sexy Santa by Steel Panther. Great band. It's a great band. They also have a song called The Stalking Song, but I'm not sure I can get away with that one on the radio. I'd have to hear it again. I don't remember 
how that the one, beginning of it goes. Yeah, the stocking yeah. song. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, Father Rhyme says, Blue has the best first step, wiggle, and acceleration out of Texas backs. He will make the most of his shared touches by scoring twice. Oh, I can see that. I could also see him mm-hmm. on like a wheel route after they throw a couple of those bubble screens to the outside, send yeah. him on a wheel route, get up and around a linebacker. Get I around. can see that. Yeah, I, I think that that's the question is, you know, how much can you kind of decoy them and then use them in yeah. the game, which is switching running backs when you're not, when you're going to throw the ball so that they don't know, hey, well, Jane Blue's in the game. He's getting, he's coming to the outside. Yeah. So we know we don't, you know, don't rush up the middle right now because right. that's what they want. So if you know that and you kind of put him in and then you go, you put him in, you may even run two back sets at points to just kind of throw them off, but that's kind of the key when you have so many options. You're not going to switch up your wide receivers. We've seen the wide receivers that are going out there are the same wide receivers that are going out there. But your running back room, now that Jonathan Brooks is out, is going to be a revolving door. So how can you continue to make that a question in the defense's mind is going to be what's kind of going on. And, and Jaden Blue is one of those guys that the more you can get him in space – the better you can do it. That's with Keelan Robinson, too. Jaden Blue just has that edge where he can get into space a little bit either than Keelan Robinson can. Keelan Robinson's better when you can throw the ball to him and he's already got space, and then he can continue to make me people miss. By the way, what a great problem for Texas to have. Your top running back goes down, and it somehow presents more problems for the defense. <laughs> it does. I mean, here's the reality, though. is you know If Jonathan Brooks is there, then we can have the discussion of, okay, well, now you have C.J. Baxter, and you can use him in there. Exactly. And you still have yeah. all those players, right. but you're going to run the ball. And, you know, We know we're getting 120 out of one guy, yeah. and then you add on the rest. I, it, I don't think it necessarily helps Texas, but it definitely doesn't – You it. It changes the game plan, but it doesn't necessarily detract the amount that losing a star player normally would. No doubt. Texas is obviously not better without Jonathan Brooks on the field, but it is yeah. funny how it presents more problems for yes. the defense without it, it Jonathan definitely, Brooks. It definitely makes it a different you know, chess problem that you don't you haven't as many yeah. games to figure out with. Uh, Bevo Angel says, JT Sanders will go all beast mode against Washington. He'll be the key to unlocking the Texas offense against Washington. I also say with JT Sanders... Uh, he there was a lot of points where he kind of got banged up throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Having a month off to heal up for JT Sanders may be huge to kind of get him feeling as good as he's felt since the beginning of the season. And uh, he could have a big breakout game. He's also one of those guys that is you know looking NFL and any chance he gets, if you drop the play, he's going to want to set the tone that he is an NFL tight end talent. He's built for it, and he wants to go do that. Average Joe says Mitchell will score two touchdowns. Hope so. Uh, I like that one as well. We do not have a lot of people going for Xavier Worthy. No one going for Xavier Worthy yet. That's weird. And I think I get, but I get why. Because why? you understand, you go, well, they're going to focus on Xavier Worthy. That's going to be the guy they focus on. But I'm going to throw in a twist for you for Xavier Worthy. He returns. He can get one in the return game, too. He could. So we just throw in one touchdown catching. That's if they kick to him. One receiver. But he, I mean, at some point, you know, he's could break one. Yeah, I mean, we technically say Keelan Robinson is on that list, too, right. that could get one and get one in there. I think Keelan Robinson, if you put in the kickoff returns that have gotten better and better and how the special teams is, that one of those guys returning the ball could be another touchdown. You know what? I'm taking Jontae Cook. <laughs> You're taking Jontae Cook? I'm taking Jontae Cook. Jonte Cook. <laughs> uh, wait, do we need to hire back Doris Santa as a big fat poll of the day? No. How would no. we phrase that poll? I don't know. I don't know, but I feel, like, would... I feel like we're getting too far into would... it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and remember, Texter, it's P-O-L-L, big fat poll. Oh, no. Is it poll, poll of we're polling the people. Oh, no. Polling the people, P-O-L-L, not P-O-L-E. Oh. Just for you Texters who keep trying to text in jokes about this. There's nothing. You guys are just have dirty minds. You you took them there. You no, set the I just, tone. Look, I just said big they, fat poll, they and came they in, go where they want to go with they it. They came in ready for Christmas, and you took them there. <laughs> this is you. 
<laughs> I didn't play stroking. <laughs> get him in get him in a different mindset. I'm gonna listen to it all night long though now because I've thought about him. <laughs> it's great. That is a great song. If you've never heard that one by Clarence Carter. Oh man. All right, let's get into the point. We're having a laugh. You ready, Jacob? I am ready. You ready to talk some NFL? Text line's still open. We'll get back to it uh, in some more texts here in a minute. But I I want to get through. We're going to have to band-aid this one right off. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys uh, played the Bills, and it was a road game. It was. Which Cowboys have had some struggles win this year. They've been looking really, really good. Everybody was going in. This was a prove-it game for Dak as well against Josh Allen, where those two get compared so much. Can Dak go out and prove it? And the Cowboys just don't look very good in this game. The defense was exposed for running the ball, which we know with Hankins out has been an issue for Dallas in the past. Bills went 31-10. to Dallas just never really was in this game. The Bills were able to do whatever they wanted. James Cook uh, runs for 179 yards, averaged 7.2 yards per carry against the Cowboys. Micah Parsons is almost non-existent in this game. Mm-hmm. And we know he did get hit, but that was not a major injury when he got, he got pumped into no. on the throw. Uh, but they kept trying to rush the quarterback, and Allen only Josh Allen only threw the ball fifteen times. Yeah, fifteen times. It's embarrassing. Ninety-four yards. He had twenty-four yards running, but ninety-four yards passing. Then he wasn't the guy. They just handed the ball off to James Cook because they said, hey, "Look, we're not a running team. We can't run against anybody in this league." But this Dallas Cowboys team is going to blitz us nonstop, <laughs> and they're not going to stop because they're going to think we're going to stop, and right. we're just going to keep handing it until they stop the run. And they never could stop the run. Dak Prescott does not have the big game either. Uh, he throws for 134 and an interception in the game and uh, gets 20 yards on the carries as well. Uh, or, sorry, he gets he gets a couple yards in carries too. Doesn't have a big game for Dak Prescott. Uh, Cowboys also, 20 carries in the game. They never get their run game going. Never. James Cook has more carries than the Cowboys' whole roster had. <sighs> they get uh, Tony Pollard had 11 for 52 yards. That was about as good as it got. No one else really did anything on the ground. Uh, just not the performance you wanted to see of a complete team going on the road. You can put some of this on that they were just flying too high and walked into a game trying to play Cowboys game in a cold game and and weren't ready to you know adjust. You can put part of this on they were not expecting the Bills to run the ball and they just game planned them completely wrong, not expecting that. And you can put it on the fact that they've not been a great road team this season. And, you know, you really want to win these games to hope to have a shot to play some home games in the playoffs, but you're going to have to win some road games now, too. All these things kind of put into it. Jacob, you watched the game? Yep. As angrily as you did? How did you out? What do you take away from this of just the game first and then what it means for the season? So, first off, in the moment, in the moment, my family was scared to be around me because I was (laughs) irate. And let me just start off with saying, I needed this loss more than the Cowboys did. Because for a little while there, especially after that Eagles beatdown, I was getting out of hand the way I was talking about the Cowboys. So I I like it from that perspective. During the game, incredibly frustrating to see nothing working. It seemed like they had the edge whenever they wanted. And I get that they were blitzing every every down, playing chicken with them, basically. Like you said, hey, we're going to keep blitzing, and one of these times you're going to drop back to pass, and we're going to get Josh. Well... You can blitz to the edges, too. You don't always have to blitz through the center of the O-line. And so they just kept pinning them inside. I watched countless times the linebackers would run up and wash themselves out of the play because James Cook would just go take the edge and turn directions on them. Um, Nothing working for the Cowboys. It was one of those days. One of those days where nothing's going to get going. And it's one of those things where you finally see that the 
the difference between playing at home and playing on the road can no longer be ignored. Yeah. They are 3-4 and four on the road, 7-0 and oh at home. Yeah. And I was glad to see Mike McCarthy acknowledge it in postgame because he could have given us coach speak. We got outplayed today. We look at every game week to week. Every game's individual. We don't pay attention if it's road or home. We prepare for every game the same. No, he acknowledged it. Yeah. And he said, this cannot go on any further. There is a silver lining. Okay. The silver lining is the Cowboys secured their playoff spot earlier in that day when the Falcons lost. Yeah. So, though the Cowboys are going to have to learn how to play on the road now because any hope of playing a home playoff game is pretty much gone, mm-hmm. you now have three weeks to figure that out. Right, You know you can focus on solely that, and you get another test this week with Miami coming up. So great chance to bounce right back. You also know that Hankins is expected back by the playoffs. Yep, Him being gone, I'm not saying it would have changed the outcome of that game. His presence was obviously missed though, it was. in the middle of that defensive line. It was. So there's things to be excited about even in a loss like that. And it took me 24 hours to get there, but you start to reflect on things. And even as bad as that game was, Dak only had one pick. In yeah. years past that game, Dak turns the ball over three times, doesn't play the second half. Like, no, no, and I mean, in all reality, Dak only had one pick because they just didn't have the, they didn't move the ball. No. So they just kept punting. So it didn't have really a lot of time to turn the ball over because they weren't, they didn't get a lot of shots. They just didn't have a lot of offensive plays in the game. It was just I, bad. I, no, and, it, and, it, and we look at it too. So the offense slows down. It wasn't good. That was, you know, bound to happen at a certain point. You're rolling on all temperatures, but you are a one-dimensional team. You cannot run the football. It was so going to bite you eventually. Eventually, they were going to be able to sit back and play defense and block you in the secondary, and it was going to hurt you. And that's we know it will, and it's going to hurt you in the playoffs. We know it is. And yeah. you're going to have to figure out, Dak Prescott's going to have to be MVP Dak to win, win games in the playoffs because Mike McCarthy's too much of an idiot and Jerry Jones is too much of an idiot to get a running back. Because they didn't want to go get one because they liked who they got, and they paid Tony Pollard the franchise tag. It's going to cost him a season. But I've been telling you that since the beginning of the season. It's <laughs> just have. blatantly obvious. You have. You have. It does not take a, sci- a, sci- a scientist to figure this out. It takes, takes it just go, hey, you need a running game. Stop, just a running game. Just something. Uh, so they have that. Also, this goes again on the Dan Quinn tell system. That Ooh. teams have been able to figure out Dan Quinn. That Micah Parsons, wherever he was, they said, cool, we're running away from Micah Parsons. We're just going to run, but we just run away from Micah Parsons. Because he's going to run right at us. So whatever way he's coming in, we just got to get past him and we're gone. Because he's going to rush the quarterback. He doesn't play run coverage because he's not very good at it. And, I mean, he's better than, than a lot of guys, but if you're going to judge his skill level of pass rush versus running the quarterback. And if I'm Dan Quinn, at some point in that game, I go to Micah Parsons and I go, hey, man, they, they've thrown the ball like eight times. Why don't, you, why don't you try and tackle the running back? Hey, why don't you hold the line of scrimmage for a second and see if the running back's yeah. coming towards you? Why don't we you? try yeah. and get away from what we're doing? Because they, every time, wherever you move, they know what we're doing. They know you're coming, and they know all they have to do is get around you. Yeah. And that that tell of Michael Parsons, because he's so dominant when he can be, that teams are starting to get around it, and you're going to go play a Dolphins team with a smart coach in Mike McDaniel who comes from the Kyle Shanahan, also knows how to beat you offense. I, there's just a good chance that Mike McDaniel is going to do whatever you do. If you come in with that same defense and you don't adjust you cannot say that you don't expect that A-Chan is going to have 900 yards against you next week. Well, the beauty is Miami's built for speed. Buffalo is going to beat you up. Yeah. And they're going to move you on the line of scrimmage. I watched for a while there that third quarter. I just watched the line of scrimmage at the snap yeah. of the ball, and it's moving the entire time. Miami's not going to do that. Miami no. wants to like they want to get out quick to the they edge. To they space. want to spread you out, and they want to hit a cutback lane. And exactly. then they want to be gone. Yeah, but that's if you have – if you have a guy like Devin Achan who's coming out and can move the and can run and has speed 
and he knows, well, there's Micah Parsons. All I got to do is get past him. And there's no one else over there. He's not He's not stepping back off the line. No, he's no. coming running his full speed at me, and I'm running full speed past him. So all I have to do is get past him, and I get six yards of carry. Yeah, the other tough part is losing Zach Martin in the middle of that game. Yes, yeah, that's, that's huge as well. That's massive to the run. The run game already wasn't great. Yeah. And now you're not going to have Zach Martin. I'm not sure the extent of it at this point. But that's going to be a tough loss if I, they don't get him. I will, I will make this note real quick. The Eagles, Bills, and 49ers are a combined 16-4 and four at home this year. Yeah. So, yes, the Cowboys are going to have to learn how to play on the road, but is it also possible that they've run into a couple juggernauts at their home they, stadiums? No, they have, and that, but that's the, that's the playoffs in the NFL. I that's know. What it that's is. what I said. They're going to have to do it, but it, let's just – Now, I will say, and I, I'm with you on this, that if you want to take the silver lining out of all of this is the way they were playing was unsustainable. Yes. For a long-term run. You can't get that hot that early and take that to a Super Bowl. You needed that. So they needed a little wake-up call. They knew to be able to get back into it. Is Mike McCarthy the coach that's going to be able to remind them when you get to the playoffs, look at what we used to. We did this. We did this against good teams. We can go do this. We can take this on the road. We can do this. Or do they have those guys? They might. Well, it happened after the 49ers loss and that's in what, San Francisco. They, they might be able to do this. Uh, they needed that wake-up call. You're going to have another one against uh, Miami. Oh, yeah. Big so time. you're going to have to see that, and then you could should be able to win at the end of the season, get out of this season, and get to the playoffs. But you need to start thinking of this, not we are the front runners. We can do what we do. You need to say we need to kind of game plan and make sure we do not become one-dimensional, Yep. and they can just sit back and wait, and we can't run the ball on them. And, you know, and we can't, uh, like, abandon the run either. It's like you said, with Sark wants to play just Texas football, we can't play just Cowboys football. No, and you can't play, you can't, you can't just play, well, Tony Pollard, unless he runs, it breaks a big one, we don't have a run game. Yeah. That's just not sustainable. Like, you have to be able to run the ball some. And if Tony Pollard's a guy, I don't care anymore. There's three games left in the season. What is he saving it for? I get early in the season I didn't want him to be the primo back and carrying the ball 30 times a game because he couldn't withstand that for a season. But you got three games left now, and he's been carrying it 10 carries a game. He should be rested. He, he should, should be fresh because he hasn't done jack crap this whole season. Well, I will say with the exception of yesterday, the three games leading up to that, he was building. And so you, you kind of get that feeling that maybe the leg that he broke, maybe so there's a difference between being back in the lineup and being fully healthy, and Greg Olson mentioned it during the game. You, true. you start to wonder if maybe he's getting closer to fully healthy I, I think he, I think he is. I think he's getting back. I, I just... I don't know if it matters if they're not willing to stick to it right. in a game that you're not really like, you know, I and we'll get into this because I want to get into this with the, the Texans game. The Texans game goes, plays next. And it's an example of the Texans, you know what they were smart about this? They kicked field goals. Mm. They just played, they ran the ball with Devin Singletary and they kicked field goals. And they, they weren't going to blow them out, but they did. They took the points when they needed and they won by three. They went to overtime because they kicked the field goals instead of going for it on fourth and one where they should have had it. And then there was another time where it, it was six, and it was six to uh, fourteen or six to thirteen. And everyone's saying you got to go for it. You're not going to get this opportunity. And they said we're going to be able to run the ball with Devin Singletary. Yep. We know Damian Pierce is not playing well, but we're going to get Devin Singletary. We're just going to keep kind of marching down, and we get our opportunity. We'll go score, and we'll play field position with them, and we'll hold them, and then we'll get better field position. We'll kick a field goal, and that kept them in the game where they were able to win it. Because it wasn't all or nothing, and they stuck to the game plan. And with the Cowboys, I don't think they stick to the game plan enough that when things don't start to work, then okay, well now Tony Pollard's only getting four yards; he hasn't broke one, so we got now we just got to throw it with Dak. Incompletion, incompletion. Okay, well now we're screwed because we ran it on first down, we got two yards, and we threw it twice, and we're out. And you can't, you don't change up any of that. Well, and the other thing is like Dak's been so good about hit your back foot, get rid of the ball. Yeah, and he would hit his back foot and pat, 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 yep. pat, sack. 
And yep. it was like, what is happening? Uh, we did mention Texans uh, beat the Titans 19-16. to 16. Uh, This is a game. So as mad as Jacob was, I was also as mad when the game started Ooh. because of the Bush League move by the Titans to wear the Oilers stuff against Houston. And I knew it was happening, and I thought I was going to be kind of mad. It made me livid <laughs> to watch somebody be so out of touch with society to think it's okay to do that. To, to to because it's not it's not hey well we're gonna do this and we're sticking it to one person you're sticking it to a city of people that supported you that made your father billions of dollars or made him millions of dollars when he did not put a good product on the field for half of the Oilers years tell him and then moved a team and then you get mad at them because they didn't want to give you millions of dollars for a stadium and so you're gonna stick it to them look I'm fine look and I was even fine you could sell Houston merch. And get your your kickbacks because you own the trademark. I get it. That's how trademarks work. Sell the sell Oilers shirts and Oilers things to old Oilers fans, and you're still screwing us. I get it. That's fine. That's how trademarks. That's I'm fine with that. Sure. But then to go and have to get so greedy that you want to go paint up your whole stadium like you're the Oilers, <sighs> like a franchise that no one in Tennessee gives a crap about, that only people in Houston care about, and the only reason you're doing it is out of spite. Because you're mad because your dad, you feel he was disrespected because he moved the team. Which you don't do in pro. You, of course, you're hated. Even our Modell, let the Browns still be the Browns. Can you imagine the Ravens dressing up as the Browns to play the Browns? No, I couldn't. Yeah, it'd be stupid, wouldn't it? You don't cross that line. It would be stupid. It would. And that was what was stupid. That's why they lost, by the way. Oh, Because they were going up against a, a Texas team that was really beat up. Case Keenum gets a start, by the way. Claps to D'Amico Ryans for starting Case Keenum instead of Davis Mills. Uh, you understood that this is a winning team and this is no longer a rebuilding you you have a chance to you're now tied for first in the AFC South, and Davis Mills is what you do when you're trying to figure out what Davis Mills is. Case Keenum is when hey man we just can't have three t- interceptions. And Case threw one for a pick six. It was costly, but Davis Mills probably would have thrown more than that. I figured you were happy when I saw that come through. When I saw Case was getting the start, but yeah, that game goes to overtime. Texas is uh, able to come down and hit a buzzer beater in overtime Man. to get the field goal. Uh, Fairbairn is back, which is big for the Texans as well because Amendola was not doing great kicking uh, in that game. Also, a missed extra point hmm. is the reason why it was a tie game too because it was 13-6 to with two touchdowns and a missed extra point on that first touchdown. Oh, I didn't see that. I was doing the White Elephant Christmas during this game. So I didn't see a that. missed extra point yeah. is a reason why the Titans lost. And if you want to know why you shouldn't wear Oilers gear, it's because you're going to get screwed like that. Oh. If you wear the Oilers gear, oh, you turn into an Oiler. You're going <laughs> to get it. So that's what you get. I like that J.J. Watt came over and says we get back. And by the way, I don't think that the Texans and Cal McNair should own the, the Oilers stuff. I don't. Get, I'm, I get that you shouldn't just give him another million dollars because he, he doesn't own the Oilers. I think the city of Houston should yes. have the Oilers. Yes, the and city of Houston, who supported that team, who made that team great. More importantly, the records. I heard Rod mention that this morning. Give the records back to Houston. Give them back. And don't try and bring out Billy White Shoes Johnson and be like, look, Tennessee, here's this guy that you don't remember playing because he was in Houston. Right. Hey, look, it's Warren Moon. Remember when he didn't play for you? Yeah. None of you were Oilers fans. <laughs> Why do you care? Give them the records back. Give them the records. It's so infuriating. And, it's just, and you just want to go to the owner of the team and go, is this 100% out of spite? Is this something where you were told as a financial move that you're going to make a bunch of money on the thing, and so you did that? And you're just so out of touch that you don't realize that it's a really, like, you don't do this in pro sports. It's a really screwed up thing to do, yeah. And then you sent a cease and desist to Houston football. Really? Because they were you, they made their jerseys, and Houston went, look, we can kind of reclaim it. And they go, no, you can't. Oh, I didn't know about that one. 
It's a terrible. Are you oh, mad because the Texans man. exist and you weren't able to try and salvage the end of Houston people that you screwed over by moving the team? Awful stuff. I look, and if you wanted, if you wanted people to hate you, you did it. You achieved your goal. I didn't care about the Titans. We were like, oh, go, go have fun. You moved the team, whatever. But Adam sucks. You moved the team. Uh, but now, screw you, <laughs> screw you. I'm livid. I was. I could not watch a lot of that game because it would make me so angry. How long did you did it take to come back down? Oh, the field goal. Field goal really the helped. Field goal, yeah. And I think there's also this this like visceral thing that it was the two teams I grew, like. It's both of my teams, I and know. they never they're not supposed to play each other because they're the same. <laughs> I root it for Houston football. It's the Spider Man meme. It's like, yeah, pointing and at you're each like, other. wait, Wait, that's the team I rooted for. We're not playing you though. We're playing the Titans. Why are you dressed up as us? Why does, oh. your, why does your stadium say Oilers? To tell all you people that are moving to Nashville and Memphis, Texas is still better. They're trying to be us. Yeah, the music scene's out there blowing up too. All right, we come back. I want to mention Ravens Jaguars. The third, the Sunday night game. That was a good. Uh, it was a good test for the AFC to see where things stand, and also talk some about the Eagles Seahawks. Uh, the big Monday night football game tonight, a get-right game for both teams. Who's going to be able to pull it out? We're going to go to look at the injury report here in the break. Uh, and the text line still up at 512-447-3776. I'm sure some of you think that I'm crazy for as mad as I am about this. And some of you fully understand the rage I feel. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Keep texting in. Uh, we're going to get to a little bit more NFL talk uh, here on the Sports Complex in the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons on The Horn. All the elves were making toys for the good Gentile girls and the good Gentile boys. When the boss busted in, nearly scared him half to death. Had a rifle in his hands and cheap whiskey on his breath. From his beard to his boots, he was covered with ammo. Like a big fat drunk, disgruntled Yuletide Rambo. And he smiled as he said, with a twinkle in his eye, Merry Christmas to all, now you're all gonna die. Back on the sports complex here on the horn. Have you lost your mind? What? <laughs> this song's been around for a long time. Uh, I'm just playing some uh, unconventional Christmas songs for you to get you in the spirit of Christmas with some stuff that may be a little more unconventional. It's Weird Al Yankovic. I know it is. I, I know get it mad is. at Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, the Christmas classic. I wasn't ready for the turn. The night Santa went crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. He also has uh, Christmas at Ground Zero. It's another Weird Al oh, Christmas boy. song. I'm going to have to look that one up. No, it, that song started playing. I looked at Patrick and said, is this going to take a turn? Of course it is. It's, it's on my <laughs> list, right? <laughs> We're playing fun Christmas songs. These uh, are Christmas songs you can play and then see how many of them you can get into yeah. before somebody at the party's like, are all of these weird? 
And none of these what we thought they were going to be. And you're like, yeah, of course they are. Uh, but just, you know, I'm not going to play Wham or uh, or uh, Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. That. I'm not going to play any of that. There's some stuff that's not as, like, there's stuff on here. There's some stuff on here that just, it makes me laugh because it's such a, like, money grab for, for Christmas, too. There's a couple sure. of those on there. That I like, so we'll just you know we'll get through them all week long. I like it. That one brought a tear to my eye. I was laughing. That's a solid. One. I was laughing pretty good <laughs> when that got going. One. Yeah. Uh, text lines open five one two four four seven three seven seven six. Joe Joe the man man the bass player from Brody Lane says backdoor backdoor Santa's big fat North Pole again. Come on. P O L L. Come P-O-L-L. on. P O L L. Guys, I don't get it. I don't get. I don't get joke. it. It's P O. It's a it's a poll. We're polling the people for asking a question. The big fat poll of the day today. Is uh, who do you think is going to score the most points for Texas in the Sugar Bowl? And we can't say Quinn Ewers unless you're saying he's running him in. Unless you're saying he's running him in, but crossing the goal line is what we're saying. What if he had three of them? What if he runs for three of them? I, look, as long as we're scoring a bunch of touchdowns, I'm pretty okay with it. Yeah, me too. I'm good. <laughs> I'm not going to be too worried about it. Uh, Texter says, I told you all last week, Cowboys would disappoint. They were the most gutless team in the last three decades. Absolutely gutless. Jones family has no clue to win the Super Bowl, and the only idea they ever had to work was hire a coach and a GM, which is Jimmy Johnson did. Uh, F this lousy organization. It's a money machine when it used to be a championship machine. This team reeks of one and done. Be honest with yourselves. Who is Dallas beating? Okay. I'll say this. If you're going to jump off the Dallas bandwagon now, don't come back around in January because that <laughs> ticket is non-refundable, and I am sick and tired of you doomsday Cowboys fans. Look, I, I get it. Look, I get that the doom and gloom. I, I, that's why you can't you can't just get too much on them. But they're not a terrible. Like if you were a terrible team, like they're, the Cowboys were terrible for a long time. They're right. not a terrible team right now. They're just a few pieces away, and unfortunately, they missed in the first round. And Mozzie Smith may be good one day, but he's not. He's not being he's a contributor. A He's, He's a rookie. rookie, and he's not contributing right now. And he wasn't expected to be thrown in this position. No, he, yeah. he was I mean, that's why they re-signed Hankins. Right. But I think, you know, week 14, you'd like him to be able to contribute more than he did in this. You'd like but him to have also, a little bit of progress. Yeah, yeah, but that's also somewhat game planning that you, you know, continue to let them go on the outside. Uh, but there's more to it. And I, I think that, you know, like the Deuce Vaughn pick was a miss right now. It may be good down the line, but it was a miss this season. It was 100% for Jerry Jones to get a on TV and get in a documentary. And I think you were too close to being good to continue to do that. But it, this is the reality. As much as you can say it's a money machine, the reality is all these teams that continue to take chances and go for it, like when we talk about the Warriors, is because there's an owner and then there's someone below them whose job is on the line. Yep. And the problem with Jerry Jones is he understands he will always own this team. And so he never wants to fully go in knowing on the backside of it is what happened after the, the Jimmy Johnson era. That, man, it was great while it lasted, but then I had 15 years, 20 years of bad. And I don't want those 15, 20 years of, of struggling again because, man, we lost money during that and things weren't good. And I, I had to do all this crazy stuff to keep getting noticed. And I don't want that. So I'd like to stay right right at that level. And if I do that, I'm never going to leverage enough to get over the hump and do what the Rams did, which was go for it and go all in. He's never going to go all in. And it becomes difficult. Now, you can look at the the Eagles and say, well, Howie Roseman's not going all in, and he continues to bring this team back, and they'll be good and then bad for two years and then right back in the picture. Uh, so there is ways around it, but uh, that's it's more that Jerry Jones would rather the team stay profitable for the next 20 years than win a Super Bowl and then be bad for five. Exactly. He's, and that's really, instead of taking that next step. He's selling hope. He's doing just enough to keep the Cowboys relevant. Yeah, and, and so it's, uh, you know, 
it's unfortunate because I get it as Cowboys fans, you want to see it, but that's not the only team. Like, there's a lot of teams, and this happens. And if you know, you just kind of have to get lucky at a certain point and hire the right people. And I don't know if they have the full right people in there right now. I think you, you know, you could have you missed when the running back position. You you missed uh, getting another linebacker in there when you probably could have. And if, if Overshawn doesn't get hurt, that changes a lot too. Because if you lay out DeMarvin Overshawn, he could have been good in this year's draft. He wasn't necessarily a miss. He just got hurt. But it's another person that was a piece that you needed on this team that you don't have. So what I don't get is if this was a Super Bowl roster last week, yeah, why is it no longer a Super Bowl roster? Because like it's what I said when I was talking about it earlier. It's going to be hard to put it into perspective but it is just one week. I know it feels a hell of a lot worse than yeah. that, but it was one game. No, it is. But it's the, the bigger question is what he said, which is who have they beaten? And it's, it's, the, it's the, do you really believe that there's a team that can handle its business against bad teams and then it's at best 50-50 against good teams? I don't think that's fully the case, but I think that there is certain teams that are willing to go more all-in than you are that have drafted better than you have in the last couple of years and have done just a couple things better than you have and gotten lucky at parts. Hey, better coaches, there's nothing, better, like all those things, and it, that's the problem. There's nothing wrong with being the underdog. So if they did do those things better than us, which I'm, I'm sure they have, there's nothing wrong with being the underdog. No, I, but I'll tell you this. This is the Cowboys. The reality of it all is can you get to the how well you were playing in the end of the season? Can you take that on the road and show that off in the playoffs? Can you recreate that and get started against Washington in the last game of the season? Can you go to Washington and and get yourself amped up and put up 50 points in that game, hold them to 14, and then walk in the playoffs. You have a chance to strutting. do it before then. You're I know, going no, no, to no, Miami. But, but no, 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 but my point is you don't want to peak too. You just need to be going hot fire when you get to the playoffs. Right. And they peaked way too early now, so you don't necessarily want to fit full peak again. until. I mean, it would be great to keep winning by 50, but I, I think you, if you just can kind of walk into the playoffs and get hot at the right time and go more of that Giants route. So are, are we considering the Eagles the peak, beating the Eagles the peak, and then off the edge of the cliff? I don't think they're off the edge of the cliff. I, I think that this is a bad loss. Off the edge of the cliff if they keep losing. Okay. But we're not off a cliff yet. We're okay. just there's – a, there's, a, there's a bump in the road right now because you're still – you know, you're still have a good chance to continue to. You're in the playoffs. That's my only argument. Is it still a good roster? If yeah. It was yeah. A, if it was a good roster last week, it's still a good yeah, roster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Texter says, uh, I believe you're saying uh, you were correct about. I'm just going to take it that I'm correct about the Texans and the Titans and the, and the Oilers. I think he was. You are correct on your spelling of pole. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I think. know I'm correct on that. Oh, okay. I know yeah, I'm yeah. correct on that one. Okay. Uh, last Christmas song times two. That was uh, backdoor Santa before sexy Santa was uh, backdoor Santa backdoor by Clarence Santa. Carter. Uh, several people have covered it, but Clarence Carter was the version I played. Clarence Carter is the original, I believe. That was uh, it was interesting. It's it's a classic. This is like a song from like the '60s. Oh yeah, it's a nice little trip it takes you on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Coach Cornuts haven't been able to listen all day, but wanted to rescind this in case he didn't get through earlier. Y'all haven't listened to the Philly Specials album. I did see this earlier. The Philly Specials album, uh, definitely need to. It's an album put together by some of the Eagles players, including Jason Kelly, to help raise money for charities in Philadelphia. Uh, to listen to NFL players sing Christmas songs one thing, but they're actually trying. Uh, and you think about these monsters, monstrous men singing as well as they do. It's really impressive. I'm not going to support Philly stuff. I'm also not going to say impressive. I think it's I think it's great what they're doing. I think it's good what they're doing. I appreciate you, t- I, but I I'm not I'm not going to support Philadelphia. I'm not gonna, I'm the not city gonna, in itself. I don't want to. I don't think Jordan Mailata is up for any Grammys. Let's just put it that way. There is, by the way, if you want to Google search Troy Aikman, he he sang too. He did, and it is awful. 
it is next level bad, but I think this is back in the day where they didn't think everyone would hear it. You're like, oh, I'll just do this thing, but it's like a country song. I can't remember, but yeah, I played it. I played it on Baldo Live. I wonder what that rehearsal went like. Was Troy just pissed at the band the entire well, time? Well, that was probably when he was his, he wanted to get traded off the Cowboys. His military coach. Well, he was style. getting mad at the, the Cowboys, and he was like. Nope. All right, I'm moving on my singing career. Oh, y'all don't wa- y'all don't want to move me? Well, I'll make myself, you know, <laughs> unrepresentable here in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Joe says is more pissed about the Oilers uniforms than you remember. They wore them in October versus Atlanta. Wearing them versus Texans was egregious. I'm glad they lost. All those cheerleaders looked ugly. <laughs> oh, I Joe, I believe we're both we're we can both be very mad about it. We don't have to have a competition on who is the most mad. I can tell you, I had to turn the game off. I turned the volume off first, and then had to turn the game off. <laughs> Because I was so mad. My dog, my dog Lou, was like hiding. He's just like, Dad is not happy right now. Oh, man. Uh, Texter says, I was at the game yesterday. Loads of love you, Blue, which made me uh, made me ill. I'm a Dider, Oiler, Houston Oiler, not a Tennessee Oiler. Like that's such a thing. Grew up uh, rooting uh, for Dan Pastorini, Billy White. She was an Earl to name a few. Fans went crazy when they introduced Earl, though, and they didn't know crap about him. Uh, loved, I mean, love seeing Houston win. Uh, I'm a six-year-old pretty... Uh, Petty Oiler fan and proud out of it. Should have had Titans and Oiler home jersey and Texans and Oiler road. That would have been cool and huge moneymaker. Love you, Blue, and love the late win. I mean, I have – Jacob saw in my office. I have a love you, Blue, that my parents got oh, yeah. when they were at Monday Night Football, uh, Steelers versus Oilers. Oh, yeah. Patrick is an Oilers fan through and through. I have that stuff. Like, I, mean, I grew up – that was a team I grew up and watched with my dad – uh, watching early football, it's sentimental like, to you. That's what it is, and so it's uh, yes. I think all of us. It's just it's a thing that again. So this is what I told Jacob before. Imagine Jerry Jones moved, uh, moved the Cowboys to Arkansas. He moves the Cowboys to Arkansas, and he goes, "You guys will build me a new stadium." He doesn't get AT and T Stadium. He moves it there, and then you get another team, and you get a Dallas team, and they're playing, and you're feeling good about yourselves, and they're like not doing great because Jerry Jones owns the team, and so they get another. And you you're doing good, and you go play them, and Jerry goes, "We're going retro. We're now the Fayetteville." Uh, you know, Cowboys. No, we're not the Fayetteville Cowboys. We've changed the name. We're not the Cowboys anymore. <laughs> we're we're the Fayetteville Razorbacks. And <laughs> but today, Cowboys fans, you're going to be playing. The new, you're going to be playing against the doubt the Fayetteville Cowboys. With and Cowboys we're, we're gen- and the whole place is going to be done up with oh. it. And we're going to be singing it. And Troy Aikman's going to come out. And Michael Irvin's going to come out. And Emmitt Smith. Even though you never root for one of these people, they're all going to come out and say, "Man, we love it here." It, it would it would drive you crazy. It would kill me. It would kill me. It's terrible. Stack uh, says, of course, the Houston fans are going to complain about something like this. This happened many times in the history of sports. Look at the Warriors. Look at the Jazz. Look at the Colts. Uh, I could keep going, but uh, there is no new. Uh, the, the Jazz did keep the name. They all kept the name. Right. They that's, kept the name. That's the difference. We go to the Lakers as well. They kept the name. Uh, these are teams that they, they changed their name. They're not the Oilers anymore. To the Titans, and they're not the Tennessee Oilers. They were the Houston Oilers. They were the Tennessee Oilers for one season, and everybody said that's a really dumb name. There's no oils and there's no oil in Tennessee. Yeah, and uh, they went back. I get you can get mad at you can say that it's a dumb take. I guarantee you, if it was your team, you would be livid about it. <laughs> uh, and I get yeah, the Utah Jazz is also dumb. We can all agree that's dumb that the Utah Jazz is there. Yeah, I don't but understand they, that. They, but like this would be like the Thunder wearing Seattle jerseys if the Seattle got another team, right. and the Thunder were like, no, let's wear Seattle jerseys today. If Seattle got another team, they called themselves the Supersonics, and then the Thunder wore the old school Supersonic <laughs> so jerseys. Yeah. So dumb. Uh, Doomsday fans are used to this gutless organization. I've been saying this for years. Maybe wet behind the ears, youngsters who have no institutional memory should examine the history of the Jones era again. Who have the Cowboys beaten? Who have they beaten on the road? The playoff run will be blah, 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 blah. Look up this thread. Cowboys peaked 30 years ago. They suck until they will suck until they don't. 
Are I you telling it. me I don't know futility? I was born in 96. I've only known the organization that loses. I don't want to hear that. Don't give me that. I get it. Like, if you want to make yourself feel better by being angry about it and, and just being like, I hate it. But if you're still texting in, you don't necessarily. Like, you still want it to be good. Yeah. You still get I get it. I get where you're upset and that it is It is like, well, we're not going to win the Super Bowl and it's Super Bowl or bust every year. We don't want to go into it. I can tell you there is another side to this. Jerry Jones could not care about it. Jerry Jones could just be the guy who goes out there and puts stuff out there and doesn't sign people. Jerry Jones could make this a 5 and five and 12 team every single year. Right. And he'd still make tons of money in Arlington. Because it's the Cowboys. And he'd still make all that money. And he could put out a worse product. And you know why? He could get it off of fans like you who actually saw championships. Because yeah, I've I never seen a championship. Don't lecture me on futility. Yeah, Don't. we got Jacob worked up before the other show. See, I was trying uh, to be calm about we this. We were trying to that be one calm. That one got me. That one got that you. That one got me. <laughs> uh, and you will never see a Ravens wear a throwback Browns jersey. No, because our Modell had at least his classes. Our Modell was at points. He left the Browns for the Browns. He said, "This is Cleveland's thing. I understand how sports work, and I'm not <laughs> not going to take this thing with me." And here's a reality. I don't. I told you, I don't mind if they sell the mer- I get it. It's capitalism. You own the trademark. You made it. Yeah, you get to make it. I get it. You get to sell it. it. Sure. If I want to buy an Oilers hat, I'm paying you. Don't I, wear it when we play you. But don't come out with so, us and, and pretend that's your history. Yeah, it's not your history. No one there cares. <laughs> They're gonna wear the lovey blue and everything because it looks better than your dumb Titans jersey too. <laughs> you couldn't even think of anything that remotely cared about Tennessee. So you had to go with Titans because I guess. There was big people there once. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I'm just going to get madder and madder about this. I got to be mad now, too. We're both mad. Dang it. All right. We're going to take a break and cool off. We're going to cool off in the break. We're going to come back and wrap up this show here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, Horn App and HornFM.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons only on the Horn. All right. We got to get out of here. Uh, big game tonight, Eagles versus Seahawks. Eagles three and a half point favorites. Who you got? I think I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one within the number. That makes me want to take the Eagles. Ooh. I don't know. It's a get right game for both. We, you know, we're seeing if uh, I don't believe Geno's going to play. I think it's going to be Drew Locke. Uh, Jalen Hurts was questionable because he is sick, but I believe he's going to play. He's going to go out there, but you may see Marcus Mariota come in if he is ineffective because of the illness. They're saying it's not a normal sickness, it is the flu. Ooh. So he could be hard. Yeah, he was uh, separated from the team, wasn't he? Which, by the way, guys, uh, I saw this again. Michael Jordan never had the flu. There's not. Oh, there's not a one day on. flu. There's not a one day flu he had. No, he was hungover. The guy was gambling. <laughs> Darius Slay is also not playing know, tonight. Big pizza. night for DK coming up. Big night. We're hoping for DK. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. Break down some more Texas Washington. Uh, give you up what what happens in the game tonight and a whole lot more. Uh, but until then, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean. We'll see you right back here tomorrow, at 4 p.m. More in the Sports Complex.